Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 29 of the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror and horror-adjacent films you can stream on the internet. I'm your host, Rachel, and joining me is my co-host from another dimension, Mars! Hello. Hello! I do actually wonder sometimes if I've slipped through the darkness into other into other dimensions. Right. I mean, I like I would, well... I, I mean, we've talked about our Mandela Effect experiences. Yes. I mean, the, the Berenstain Bears, Berenstain Bears d- dilemma, like, still haunts me and keeps me up at night. In fact, like, I ended up, have you ever been on the Reddit Glitch in the Matrix? I've seen pictures from it. I don't know if I've actually been on the, the actual uh, thread, but okay. I know what you're talking it's about. It's just, yeah. like, people talking about weird experiences like that. Like, one guy's telling this whole story about how he's like, my best friend no longer exists and his mom is no longer a mom. <gasps> and he's like, I have pictures of us together on my phone, but if I try to post them on social media, he disappears and they're just pictures of me. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, like, it's probably fiction, but what if it's not? Oh my god! And so the thread is like kind of full of people talking about these different things, like different, like, I saw my future wife when I was a kid. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, I was in a store, and I saw this woman. She was so beautiful. Like, I remembered my whole life. And then I met her, and I was like, you look so familiar. And I realized she was the same woman from the store when I was a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I highly recommend perusing. Yeah. There's some goofiness in there, but there's also, like, some good, like, what if it was true? Glitch in the Matrix-y kind of stories. See, all I I was thinking of, like, those pictures where they show, like, three strangers on a bus who are all wearing the same color or something oh! you know so i was like yeah i've seen that but no i do not i have not experienced what you are talking about that's crazy yeah. i'm gonna have to peruse that I, it feels like a very marzian kind of place to to dwell yeah yeah so i kind of have a story though then in okay. rela- related in that hurley sent me a text message a couple days ago or yesterday or something that was like about how the dog that plays cheddar on Brooklyn Nine-Nine passed away. And Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, he R. passed R. away Cheddar. like last weekend or something. But like the thing is is that I 100% have a very real memory of reading a Google news alert that that dog died like 3 weeks ago. So really? she sent me this this BuzzFeed post and I was like, "Well, maybe it's old or maybe they didn't write it right away and they're just now writing, you know, whatever." But it was it was a new a newly published mm. post and all of the information was like oh yeah he passed away this weekend and this is what they did and whatever and i was like i i vividly remember waking up checking my phone notifications and i had a google news alert about how the dog from Brooklyn 99 had passed away and i was like oh that's sad and i did like you know whatever and then in the moment of being really confused about this i just texted back to hurley i legitimately thought this already happened and i'm realizing <laughs> now how confusing that would be for her to get as a response and she never responded to it because i'm sure she's like what the fuck does this even mean <laughs> holy shit that's your glitch in the matrix move moment i right and so now i'm thinking like when did i slip back in time because right? nothing else feels like i'm doing it again how did i <sighs> yeah or like you're in like you just slid like one reality to the left where it's just like that just happened a little bit earlier yeah i don't like it uh, no i don't like it either. <laughs> all right well tonight we're going to be reviewing a little movie called uh seven in heaven this is a movie that you picked it's based on you know finding an excuse for some hot over the shirt action in junior high uh, but before we get started mars first of all uh, oh, can you do me a solid and remind our listener of our spoiler policy? Yeah, we're going to spoil absolutely everything. everything. So if you haven't watched it and you don't want it spoiled, you should probably pause and go watch it. Pause and it and go watch back. it. Yes. But if you don't care, then game on, I guess. <laughs> so, like, I feel here, oh, let's advise what we think. I feel like this is a movie that could very much be spoiled. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to be spoiled, then. Definitely dip out. Hey, I have a little warm-up question for you that I'm just coming up with off the top of my head. So, we've seen a Truth or Dare movie. We've seen a Seven Minutes in Heaven movie. Is there another kind of, like, game or some activity that you did as, like, um, a kid or a young teenager that needs a horror movie adaptation? Oh. I don't know. I mean, this is tough because we've talked about it, how I didn't really play the typical 
the typical right. games. So it's like, I mean, you can't really have like a dig a hole in the yard horror movie. I mean, you could, <laughs> I guess, but it would. I think that's just called Pet Cemetery. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, you can't really be like, oh, yeah, did, did you ever play dig a hole when you were a kid? It's super fun. <laughs> it's like not a group activity. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it would be kind of cool if there was like, a Jumanji-esque movie, but instead of, like, family-friendly, it's horrible things. Oh. Like, what would be, like, Clue or something, but they start coming true. Okay. I played a lot of Clue as a kid. Clue is a great game. I played Clue with um, an ex-roommate once, and she'd never played before, ever. Oh. Had never even, like, she'd heard of the game, but she didn't know how it worked, so I was, like, explaining it to her. And I went first, someone else went second, she went third, and she was like, I accuse. I was like, no, no, no. If you accuse and you're wrong, you're out. You know, and she goes, yeah, that's okay. And I was like, oh, are you just not into this? And she, on her first guess, got it. <gasps> what? Yeah. No, witch. I know. Burn her. Burn <laughs> and she her. wasn't even like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that worked. She was like, I accuse, you know, this person, this thing, this room. And then she opened it and she was like, yep. And she was like, <laughs> totally just fine. Like, just like, yeah. It, yeah, obviously. And I'm just sitting there like, What? Oh my god, how? Witch. <laughs> she also slipped back in time. She already knew. Yeah. I'm uh, yeah, she came from an alternate dimension. There's no way you can There's no way that you can guess clue on the first round. It's no. not possible. And it's like it, I know she didn't cheat cuz I dealt the cards and it wasn't like I dealt them face up or some crazy business like that. And I was like, "How did you guess this?" And she tried to explain it to me, but I wasn't following like whatever her reasoning was for you doing what she i don't know i couldn't follow it she's from the future i think that's the only answer so i just got a message from my friend ariel who you've met mm -hmm. she's one of my co-hosts on zombie girls she's talked about this on our uh, our podcast how she lives in some like weird nudist colony like unintentionally she lives in aloha i don't know if you know where that is no it's a suburb of portland oh oh aloha Aloha, yes, a yeah. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's spelled Aloha. So. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. okay. I feel a little less dumb. Okay, good, good, yeah. good. Because I've only ever seen it spelled. Yeah, no, it's spelled Aloha, but you just don't pronounce the H for some reason. So apparently, there's like all her neighbors are like constantly having public sex, and she keeps catching them everywhere. <laughs> and they all drive PT cruisers. Oh, this it's... went from funny to creepy, right? Like we were saying that, like the. The plural noun for a PT cruisers is a plague of cruisers. Um, but she just sent me a, a message. She said, so I'm, walk I'm taking a walk and just passed by an open garage with a bunch of old dudes just sitting, uh, hanging out naked. Not shirtless, naked. I'm starting to feel like I'm stuck in a nudist version of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> oh my god. It's starting to sound like the premise of, like, get out. You know, where they're, like, trying to shed their old bodies for youth. I'm asking if they got she got their numbers. Okay, sorry, that was like a total non sequitur, but I couldn't I couldn't pass that up. Let me turn my ringer off because now everyone in the group chat is like going crazy about like, what <laughs> she just what she just told them. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so yeah, there was that. What did we decide was the one? Oh, Jumanji, scary Jumanji. Yeah, like Clue, but Jumanji style. Okay, I'm into that. I could do that. I mean, we have we had a, uh, like a sinister spin the bottle. You know, I thought about that, but I don't know how it would turn sinister. I mean, I went super weird with it immediately because it's me. But... Right. Well, I appreciate that. It's one of the reasons. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I enjoy you so much. Uh, Try to think of like other things we did, like Truth or Dare. Seven Minutes in Heaven was something that was like very much in rotation. Spin I kind the bottle. Of, I kind of thought about this when watching the movie because I was like, I wonder if there are any other movies. I mean, because I know there's there's a Bloody Mary movie. There's several Bloody Mary movies, I'm sure. But uh -huh. then I was thinking like, what if there was like a light as a feather, stiff as a board, except you couldn't get the person back down again. <laughs> and they're just <laughs> forever floating around flat on their back, just like, I hate you guys. <laughs> and you know, you since you always got stuck doing it, it would be you. I know, just floating two feet off the ground forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, uh, screenwriters out there listening, that we just we gave you a billion dollar idea. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, 
So, Seven in Heaven. Now, this is a you pick. What made mm-hmm. you decide to pick this one? Um, it was on my list. It was just on my list forever. Um, and I think, I mean, I mostly it was because when I mentioned it and you said you've never seen it, I always jump at the chance to pick something you've never right. seen because I you've seen a lot of movies, so sometimes I it's know. hard to it's hard to stump you. <laughs> okay, well that seems like a good reason. I like I it was definitely something that would show up in my queue. But I didn't really know if it was, like, I don't know, like, the, the poster doesn't really give you a hint of what it's, kind of the vibe of it. So I never quite pulled the trigger on it. So when you suggested it, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 let's check that out. I was excited to to see what it, the deal was. Plus, it has that guy, Travis Tope is the main character in this. He plays Jude, um, who was in American Vandal. And I loved him in American Vandal. He was amazing in American Vandal. So I was super excited to see him in something else. And I thought he was good in this, too. I really loved that show, and I'm so sad that they canceled oh, it. That is some bullshit. Like, that is... I want to go into the, the Mandela world where where American Vandal gets, like, ten seasons. I know. Like, can we have anything nice? I mean, I even liked the second season that didn't have the guy from the first one that was accused of drawing right? or whatever. Like, because he, yeah. he was the best part for to yeah. me. Oh, yeah. And it, I was kind of disappointed he wasn't going to be in the second season, but I still enjoyed the second season, it turned out, even without him. Yep. So I'm sad that show got canceled. I feel like, and there was like, they were getting ready to go to college. Like, yeah. We were like, I felt like there was at least one more season in that, you know? Like, they could do it one more time. But I guess we just got two perfect seasons instead. <sighs> R.I.P. But don't worry, we'll get like ten more full house out seasons. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, tell, why don't you break down the synopsis for us? All right. Um, so the the movie opens with Jude, and we're getting to know Jude and the, his girlfriend. And this I was a moment that was notable to me because Jude is supposed to be like a nerd, you know, who gets picked on. Mm-hmm. But he did, he wasn't a stereotypical nerd, I feel like, because normally the nerds are like shy and they don't have girlfriends and they don't have... And he was just kind of like, I just like to learn stuff. Leave me right. alone. Right. You know, and he just was very... He seemed he was really comfortable with himself and normally the nerd characters are really self-conscious. So it was interesting, I think, that they well, I think made he felt like a nerd. Yeah, like he felt like someone who actually went to high school. Because like the nerds are not like how the nerds are in the movies. Yeah. They're like this. Yeah. Primarily. They're like, I just, just leave me alone to study. <laughs> um, and Nell's helping him with a report on The Great Gatsby, but she goes to class and then we meet Mr. Wallace... The interdimensional being, it turns out, somehow. Yeah, the guidance counselor. Yeah, quote unquote, mm-hmm. guidance counselor. And they have a conversation where it's revealed that Jude's dad had just died the previous summer. And you know, and this further shows that Jude's character and his, like, I just want to learn stuff and be, you know, because he's trying to skip a class to finish a report. And he's trying to bargain with the guidance counselor, like, isn't it better if I skip a class and finish this report than go to both classes, you know? And anyway, he ends up going to class. He's trying to work on his report in class. He gets called out by the substitute teacher where, and Jude responds with a made up, sort of made up Benson's law, something that we get a moment to see how intelligent he is because he's quoting these statistical odds about stuff that like, I've never been big on math. So, you know, this was just beyond me. But uh, after they're leaving class and we meet his best friend, Kent, who is Corey Haim slipped Thank forward you. in time? Yes, Corey Feldman. Yes, Corey, the whole Corey time, Feldman. Yeah, the whole time I was calling him Mouth because he's like they they like plucked him out of the Goonies, right? And like put dropped him in this movie. Oh my god! <laughs> I am so glad you saw that too. <laughs> I mean, anybody who's ever seen anything Corey Feldman from the eighties would, I think, yeah. anyone with eyeballs would have to be like, oh, that guy has existed in a past life right like he it was bizarre they, they even put him, him he could be a frog brother like he could be like the littlest frog brother they even put him in those like hawaiian shirts and stuff yes and, oh it was crazy they gave him the same hair he had that same weirdly deep voice he had that same like feeling of like oh that's a 35 year old stuck in a 15 year old body so because i actually thought he was like one of my favorite things about this movie i i dug into like his imdb so he played Dean Winchester as a kid in the episodes where they show him young. Really? And he played Mark Paul Gossler in the unauthorized Saved by the Bell Lifetime movie. 
So, kid has range. Wow. <laughs> How do you go from being Mark Paul Gossler to, like, an age into Corey Feldman? That is a journey. On With a, a, a like, pit stop at at Dean from Supernatural or whichever What one. an arc this person is on. That guy's a chameleon. Right? Wow. Is he a shapeshifter? Man, we gotta put him together with Ariel and guess the end of Clue Girl. We are creating the perfect (laughs) organism! (laughs) (coughs) Sorry, go ahead. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah, so we get a moment with um, Jude and Kent in the hallway where we meet Derek and June. And they're, you know, bullies. But they're not, like, stuff you in a trash can bullies. They're kind of more just, like, kind of mean they're yeah. just kind of jerks or whatever. Yeah. And um, we find out there's a party. We go, Jude and Kent go to this party. It's someone's going away party, basically. And I felt so bad for this kid because they find him I in the know. kitchen. <laughs> and he's, like, just petrified with, like, it was not supposed to be this many people. I saw someone drag a keg into the bathroom. Where did all these extra people come from? They came from another <laughs> school. How did this happen? I was like, oh, that poor kid. And it kind of just, it actually distracted me from the fact that I hate when they have high schoolers have parties like this. Because I don't know if there's like some sort of elite level of rich kids who did have giant kegger house parties with zero parents around or something, but that was not my reality. Really? Yeah. Oh, I totally went to those parties in high school. Oh, we never. Like, that just didn't happen. It wasn't even like, oh, I wasn't invited. Like, they just didn't exist. Really? Like, yeah. did you guys have, like, one parties out in, like, the woods? Yeah, okay. normally. Okay. Like, out on okay. logging trails and stuff. We had, like, where I grew up, there was a lot of, like, like uh, uh, like country roads around it. Because I, like, grew up out in wine country. And so, like, when there was no house party to be had, there was, like, a couple of spots everybody knew to go to, and we'd have keggers on on the side of a road. But, yeah, I definitely went to parties like this in high school. I I didn't even know they actually existed. I didn't know that that happened. Maybe that's why I'm playing all this damn truth or dare. Yeah. (laughs) All right, sorry. So they're at the party. So they're at the party. And um, they see – they're exploring, right? And they go up to uh, the – kid david muftick i watched it twice and with captions once yeah so i'm hoping david i'm getting these, yeah you're doing getting good his names they go up to david muftick's parents room where they find a closet within a closet and they find a deck of like dirty they're not even really playing cards because they don't have like numbers but it's just like it's a deck of cards that have like pinup uh-huh. ladies yeah and I really loved um, Jude's reaction when he discovers the closet because it wasn't like curiosity, like, oh, there's a closet in a closet. But it was like alarm because he's like, there's a closet in the closet. I thought it was <laughs> there's a really... lot of like leaping to interesting conclusions in, yeah. this, in this movie. I mean, he's kind of an intense kid anyway, but it was just funny that to me that it wasn't just like, oh, huh, there's a closet in the closet. Or like, did you see this closet? It was just, there's a closet in the closet. And it was really funny. <laughs> Um, but eventually they see there's you know wandering around and uh, Jude's kind of waiting on his girlfriend who has to wait for her dad to come home so that she doesn't have to babysit her sister anymore or whatever. And they notice that Derek is taking a bunch of freshmen upstairs, and Derek is a creep. Yeah, he's a weird guy. And they decide to follow because they're pretty sure he's just going to pick on these poor freshmen. Ki- I mean, it doesn't exclusively say that they're freshmen but i'm assuming because they, I mean, they are look made. like junior hires yeah they're really little they're really young especially compared to derek and even jude who has a young face and will look 15 forever poor guy but uh <laughs> they go up and they decide to play seven minutes in heaven with these cards where everybody like you know whoever gets the redhead goes and then whoever gets the second redhead they either have to make out in front of everyone or go into the closet so they're dealing out these cards and jude sees one and is just like staring so intensely at it um and he eventually has to go into the closet with june i was very confused why the script june, writers june. Were made. yeah and then later when they call the mom on the party when the police call the mom and her name, and is, her judy. name is judy i was like stop it just stop know. it immediately like, does it mean something or was this just <laughs> lazy somehow or like mm. i couldn't uh. anyway so jude and june have to go into the closet and he takes the card that he's fascinated with with him and somehow, like, horrifically stabs his finger on a pencil that was in his pocket at the same time. Right. And uh, they're in the closet and she says that they're not, you know, she doesn't want him to touch her. And then 30 seconds later, it's like, oh, we can 
it was Make real weird it, yeah. yeah it's uh, and it's also not a great because i almost feel like this movie is geared for young people and that's some like real blurred line shit i don't like yeah not cute yeah yeah Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so they pass the seven minutes they exit the closet and the party has taken on like a distinctly different vibe and yeah. it's like it got real moshy yeah death metal and mosh pits and june takes off to find a drink and jude gets beat up because he accidentally bumped into someone or whatever and so he's trying to leave the party and it's like there's little things that may let you know something has changed you know he passes one of the freshmen and asks him where david is and the freshman doesn't know what he's talking about you know and he texts kent and it's like, you know, where are you? And Kent has to ask him, who is this? And, and everything. And so he goes outside and hears sirens and he decides to leave. Or he talks to his mom. Does his mom call him? And she, uh, he calls his mom. And she's and, very like, like you need like, to come home now. Yeah. So he's walking home and he sees police cars and tape. You know, the police investigate, you know, whatever they call it, that tape that they put around in a, mm-hmm. a crime scene. Yeah. And he gets home. And his well, dad. first he gets he gets punched by his guidance counselor. Oh right. So, well, no, that's after. Is that after? Yeah, because he sees his dad, and then he goes to the cemetery, and that's when he runs right. into Wallace. I'm sorry. He's You're like, right. your dad's right. not here. So he goes home, and his dad's there, who you know is supposed to be dead, and his dad's furious, and his mom's in tears, and he doesn't know what's happening, and he finds out that someone stabbed Derek, and everybody thinks it's him. Like people are saying that they saw Jude do it, and. uh he, he does he go up to his he he goes, he goes up, up to his, his room. room and you know he's like the dark version of himself because he likes heavy metal I know. and there's like goat skull posters yeah! and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so he knows things are weird he goes back downstairs and he shows his mom the card and he's like what is this and she is just she's horrified and he tries to get it from him and he won't give it to her and the police are coming to talk to him and he ends up is you know leaving the house jumping out the window and escaping out of the house and he runs to the cemetery because his dad's supposed to be dead and he's looking you know and he gets punched by wallace and dragged into his car and that's when wallace is saying like your dad's not here you know where your dad is you know and he's we start getting the they have a conversation where it's kind of revealed that Wallace knows yeah, that Jude is in. Yeah, he's not supposed to be there. Yeah, he's not supposed to be in this reality, and he needs to get back. And he suggests going back through the closet. So Jude sneaks into the house, which is surrounded by policemen. And, of course, you know, David and his parents are looking for Jude because, you know, David's in trouble because he was only supposed to have a few people over and and it turned into this giant thing that turned into a murder basically. And so right. he has to sneak into the house. He gets into the closet. He does his seven minutes, but he comes out and it's the same reality. It's the not, you know, he's not back in his own reality. So he has to run from the cops again and from every, you know, cause they've discovered him in the house and he goes to find June or no, he goes to find Kent. He goes to Kent's house. Right. Which has some, added security features that it seems like he was you know like there's a dog chained up and there's motion sensor lights and stuff that he seems surprised by so i'm i'm assuming the the implication is that these things were not you know normal like he's right well i mean like this world is like way more aggressive i think and like way more dangerous and so there's heightened security there yeah so he goes up to the window and he texts kent and that's when it's revealed that Kent called the cops on him the last time mm-hmm. he texted him. And he gets Kent to come to the window so they can talk. And he asks him, you know, are we friends? And Kent says, no, we've never been friends. And Jude pulls one of those, like, these are the things I know about you that only a friend would know. Yeah. You know, and Kent says that he was friends with Derek and that, you know, he's obviously he's upset that jude has apparently murdered him or whatever <laughs> um and through their conversation uh jude gets june's finds out where june's house is so he goes to find june who mm-hmm. falls out of a tree onto him because she was being chased by people by a bunch of dudes who were yelling at her about how jude had killed Derek and all this and she didn't know what was going on but she was in front of her house and forgot her key and so she hid in the tree and wants to go into the house and Jude's warning her like this might not even be your house and it's not so they go in I mean it is but it's not they go in and she doesn't recognize anything she doesn't recognize this picture on the wall of her happy family and her sister's supposed to be away at a boarding school and Mm -hmm. she goes up to her room 
Jude's waiting outside. He hears some commotion. He goes in, and her sister is in there smothering June with a pillow. That part was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Really and, creepy, actually. And she was so creepy, the way the sister spoke. Like, just... Yeah. Just like, uh, it'll be over soon. You're not yeah. supposed to, This is better this way. It's better this way. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so they escape June's house, and... They're, you know, trying to figure out what to do next. And Wallace's car stops in the middle of the street. So they hide from him. Mm -hmm. And then Jude's mom calls him. His phone rings and Wallace finds them. And they convince him to take that, you know, we want to both. Or he says, maybe you both need to go through the closet. And Jude's saying, like, well, now the house is full of police. Like, there's no way we would get in. And so Wallace takes them to the house and i also liked this moment where they both get into the back seat but leave the door open <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like uh. jesus christ <laughs> yeah like what is gary cole doing in this movie it's very odd it's it's <laughs> like he's some sort of just neutral like guiding guiding demon yeah of some sort yeah, I don't. He's like the king of the alternate realities. Well, I mean, he's the guidance counselor, right? It's like, there's a yeah. reason. But it's like he's not benevolent. He's not there trying to help. He's just kind of like, eh, and he's I like mean, a product you... of whatever reality he's in. Yeah, he's kind of like, if you can get through, that's good. If not, that sucks for you, you know. But yeah. it was very interesting. Yeah, what he was up to. But anyway, so he takes them to the house and he speaks to the police and. They let Jude and June in, and he tells yeah. them, like, you have seven minutes, and if you're not gone, I can't help you, or whatever. Meanwhile, in Jude's real reality, for some, like, the police responded to a noise complaint, this but then somehow... the weirdest part of the entire movie. Yeah. It's not the changing reality. This is what transpires back in our reality. Yeah, so the police have been called on a on a... Noise complaint. The kids keep it down. You know, they lie and say there's no alcohol. But then the police are, like, really... I mean, maybe I missed it on what their motivation was for really wanting to break up this party or really wanting to get into the house or something. I think it's because the cop, like, gave him a pass the first time. And he saw the alcohol but lied and said he wasn't. And then they, were like, they weren't quiet, so we had to come back. And then he was pissed because they were like, no, you can't come in. Yeah. So the kids, led by Kent start up some sort of just they're gonna wait it out according to ken's brother this is how you do this you just wait it out until the police leave and the police start calling parents and at this point <laughs> they've realized jude and june are missing and they don't know how they got out of the closet and, and he, but he immediately leaps to like he's in another dimension yeah like I mean, he gets there he got there faster than we did practically there's some like pencil writing on the wall yeah he, like, yeah, he got, yeah, he jumped all he made the a, way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Derek checking for hollow panels in the walls and the ceiling made more sense. Yeah. Because it's like, why would these two who are not friends, like, find a secret passage and be like, we should go through here just to fuck with them? You know, like, why? That doesn't make sense, but it made more sense that he would think that than yes. Kent going to. <laughs> Oh, well, obviously he slipped into another reality. Well, because the, the phones aren't working and he's not here. Obviously, we have some, like, metaphysical shenanigans afoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Kent's on double duty, trying mm -hmm. to keep everybody calm and not leave the house and not let the police in. And also trying to solve the mysteries of the universe. He's a busy kid. Yeah, yeah. That's he got a lot, lot to do. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, so they start calling parents and that's when we meet. Judy, who is just the third name in the string of names that sound the same. <laughs> I Which was waiting like, for, like, Rudy to show up. And... I know. <laughs> well, and then we have Eric and Derek, too. Oh, you're so right. Derek, yeah. So I was like, I for a minute, I was like, either this means something, where it's, like, slightly altered versions of the same that, thing, or I'm giving me these... the alternate title of this movie. This means something. This should mean something. <laughs> it's, it's got to mean something. And yet it doesn't. <laughs> and it doesn't. That was the thing. So I was like, either this is really deep or it's really not. Yeah. It's one of the two. I it's think nowhere it might in between. be a little bit of column B. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's what they're dealing with in the real world is now, and eventually they get to the point where they're like parents on the lawn, like screaming for their kids and taking away car privileges and whatnot. And I just, I mean, I get it. If the police called you and you were like, your kid's at a kegger and we can't get them out, you as a parent can't be like, 
all right, let me know when it works out. You know, like you've got to show up. You can't be, yeah. you know, when called out, you can't be the irresponsible parent. But like, it just seemed a little extreme for the situation being that it's not like, oh, we definitely saw drugs and alcohol or like yeah. someone got hurt or we think they're hiring a murderer or something, you know, like it yeah. was just a noise complaint and <laughs> right. underage drinking. And it's like the, the whole town is turning out to demand these kids who are like really i mean except for those freshmen that get out and then get arrested or whatever but these kids are really into like yeah we'll just stand here silently until the police go away also if it were me my dad would have kicked that door down he, there's oh, no yeah. way there's no way that they would he would just stand in the front lawn all day <laughs> oh yeah no <laughs> like my dad would have pissed off dad like in this it would have been a wrap it would have been rocked through the window to reach in and unlock the door and then like strong armed out and been like you're not seeing daylight until you're <laughs> right. 21 and, yeah basically to the to the dungeon with you yeah <laughs> online classes for you young lady yeah uh, yeah <laughs> I mean, I to the point where, like, I was watching this, I was like, there's no way I would have stayed in that house if my dad showed up on that lawn. I'd be like, well, good luck to the rest of you. I'll see you never. Like, what sway did Kent have over those kids that he was able to, like, except for the few little freshies that escaped, like, they all I mean, stayed. And he's just, like, some nerd in a Hawaiian shirt. I mean, you can't explain it because it happens in real life all the time where some weird guy who doesn't really know, you know, who's just basing true. this off of other other experience it isn't just like hey just listen to me and do this thing that's just gonna make it worse yep trump is president nothing makes sense might as well (laughs) but if kent were on our superhero team oh damn he's the willpower he's the heart like if we're making weird captain planet and uh so anyway anyway because i kind of forgot that i hadn't been going back to that while talking about jude's adventures but that it basically sums up what is happening in reality in the house yeah so jude and june um Wallace takes them back to the house, gets them inside. They sit in the closet for seven minutes. And then this is when they come out into the third reality, right? No, this is when they bone down. When they what? When they get it on. Oh, right. Yeah, they somehow managed to completely have sex and have four minutes left in the that time. That was the the best part. Like, that that joke, I actually, I literally lolled. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, roasted. Yeah. So, because I'm me, I'm, like, trying to, like, add significance to all of this. I was like, when they had sex and then they ended up in, like, the, the even more disturbing world, I was like, wait a minute. So, he cut his finger and bled and he got to the violent world. Is this like a different bodily fluid (laughs) gateway? Was it like the sex was like, what's, what's the only word I'm thinking of is gluttony, but that's not what the, what's the word you give in? No, it's the word where you give in to you, your, I'm thinking of. Yeah. When you overindulge your base desire, but I don't, I think we're attaching. Well, the thing is, is like, ultimately that means nothing. So except for that, it becomes a flashback. Like that's the only purpose for it. Yeah. But like i kept trying to ascribe meaning to everything in this movie and then ultimately the things that are meaning is ascribed to i'm like what really Mm -hmm. a passport wait what yeah i think we had similar journeys with this (laughs) like were you trying like you were trying you were getting ahead of the movie like you were trying to outsmart the movie but the movie just like there was no smarting you you can't outsmart this movie because it's 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 through logic out the window and it's like and then this and this and this kind of yeah. and then this but no more and i kept thinking like well maybe both doors need to be closed because when we go mm-hmm. back to the reality ken's always staring into the open closet and i was like what are they gonna do just like start to appear slowly you know like maybe it's because they never close the the closet door again but that wasn't it nope. so any anyway so they they have their encounter and then they have to wait for more minutes and when they (laughs) when they get out of the closet again they're in a third reality and the house is empty and so they're like oh are we back you know but i think as an audience we're supposed to know they're not because the house in their reality is full of frozen children so they leave the house it's still nighttime there's like no one around jude calls his mom and she's like kind of calm and she's like just come home it's real late you know just come straight home and then he gets a call from nell who's saying you know we're all at kent's you need to come over here everyone's here and he checks like oh is derek there and she's like yeah but he's being okay you know he's not being a jerk or whatever and so he's like ah sweet we're in a 
but you know, but the streets aren't the same. So right. they have to know that they're not in their own reality. Right. Which makes it confusing to me that they went ahead to Kent's house anyway. Do, like a U turn. Yeah, and you're like, you we go gotta right try back again. Because <laughs> this this ain't it. This is not the deal. Yeah. So but they go to Kent's house, the security features are down, the house is empty, it's really bizarre, everything's red lit with red light. Mm-hmm. And that's when they find Nell and Derek and Kent. And I think maybe David, I vaguely remember a fourth person, but I don't know. Anyway, these people waiting for them and Derek's still been murdered. He's just also alive because he shows them like the puncture wound where Jude stabbed him and he talks about Jude killing him and stuff. And, you know, they, or, uh, June lies about them having sex in the closet and, you know, she says, oh, he never touched me and whatever, but they bring them down into this basement mm-hmm. to play another fun teen party game where it's truth or dare but more like lie or die oh my god and then it becomes this it devolves into this this is where it really went off the rails for me and yeah, i kind of was you're like, like what even is happening and even down to like not even generalized like what is this general but down to like details on things but anyway they go down to play this game where basically they're asked a question and if they lie someone from their life is chosen and then they're asked a second question and if they lie again that person is killed so it's like kind of excuse me i had to burp again it's kind of purgy but not it's like a game show purge yeah i don't it's very strange yeah, I kind of feel like somebody just dreamt this and like, <laughs> you know, like you can get inspiration from dreams, but you like have to rewrite them. You can't write them verbatim. Oh, and yeah. I like, kind of feel like the, the dream logic of this movie is not like it becomes like weird waking nightmare. It's just like it makes no sense. And you just go from point A to point B to point C. It doesn't matter if they connect. This is just where you are. Yep, yeah, it's just a thing that's happening. So they ask June some questions, she lies, and they smother her sister, and then it's revealed that she's smothering her sister, and then, like, mm-hmm. the marks appear on her arms where her sister was trying to, like, pull her hands away, and, you know, Jude's trying to convince her it's not real, but it seems pretty real. And then uh, they ask Jude some questions, and I'm, I I don't know, the buzzer doesn't go go off the second time. Or something something about this didn't make sense to me. Well, but anyway, he told the truth the second yeah, time. But his dad still died because his dad is dead in his reality. Because that was the person they pulled yeah. up and it showed the deer going through the windshield or whatever. Which I thought was going to be, like, I thought this was going to be the moment where we find out that his dad died because he'd been drinking and driving or something. And that dude just said it was a deer this whole time because he didn't want to paint his dad in that light. And so I was like, oh, this is where it's going to be revealed. And no, I just died, even though he told the truth. I don't mm, know. Yeah. So then Jude somehow gets this idea where he's like, oh, we can turn the game on them. And so he starts, he asks Kent a question and Kent lies and Kent's mom shows up on the screen and she's both in her kitchen unsuspecting and also in the audience. Mm -hmm. And then June asks Derek a question and he lies and his dad shows up on the screen who is also simultaneously at home reading a newspaper and in the audience. Mm -hmm. And they don't ask a second question because Derek rushes them and then there's a struggle and they get out through doors <laughs> because then kent's house has magically transformed into some sort of like warehouse yeah or, like, or something dream logic. yeah so they're like running down a hallway and then one of the most baffling moments happens where jude says in here and then immediately slams the door on june <laughs> and i was like you just you are the one who told her to come with you and then you it wasn't like oh the door closed too quickly and she didn't make it or like dude was like pulled in and the door you know he literally was like wait get in here and then immediately shut the door on her and locks it so she's outside trying to get in dude has a moment with his dad in the room where they're trying to make a callback moment to them playing chess and how he needs to like restart the clock and it was one of those things i mean that happens a lot in movies where the character says something cryptic and it means something you know it's actually the answer and normally, I feel like I can at least get some sort of idea of what's being communicated, but I did not at here. I didn't, I didn't, I still don't really see how you could go from that cryptic, it's like chess, you need to restart the clock, to what they did. Yeah, I don't, I do, and there was something about the rook, I did not understand yeah. it. I didn't really get it either. But yeah. then Jude leaves the room, and... 
they continue running. Everybody else has made it through, you know, whatever the doors and they're chasing them. They get out. They're trying to shut these like um, cellar doors on them, but they, the people on the inside grab the chain so they can't lock it and they're trying to find a solution. And then Wallace shows up and he's going to let them out because as much as he, it like, it does not take a lot to convince this guy to help them, yeah. but his, it, his default is sort of like to just let things play the way they're already going until you like remind him like, or excuse me, I burped again. Or you can take us back to the house. And then he's always like, oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. You know, so he, like, yeah. puts a, a stick through the door handles, drives them to the house. June's very, like, what are we doing? And then that's when the idea of a passport is presented. That somehow this pinup picture of his own mother is somehow the thing that's been transporting them. Because it's the same, but also different. Yeah. What? yeah so now (laughs) everybody's chasing them wallace gets them to the house jude's idea is to burn the house down as they're going back through the closet in order to destroy that second whatever and wallace is like really like okay yeah you go i'll set everything on fire like he was like you know from going going from being someone who's like i'm gonna let him out because they're after you and that's the state i found you in to being like yeah i'll drive you to the house so like yeah i'll actively help you with your plan with like no no convincing he just kind of was like yeah all right i'll set the house on fire so they set the house on fire they go back through the portal they come out into daylight somehow it's now daytime it's now the morning and the police are filing kids out of the house to be collected by their parents or to be taken to the station whatever the you know situation is and they're still like you know june and jude's parents are now here saying that they believe their kids have disappeared quote-unquote that's the word they use yeah and uh june and jude appear but they're wary you know because they want to make sure this is actually their real reality so they're doing their like their checks and wallace has shown up at this point and is just gonna be like welcome back knowingly looks at them like you made it back kids (laughs) what he's like did you ever watch the Dungeons and dragons cartoon as a kid no oh well there was like this guy the dungeon master that would just like show up randomly and like had like cryptic wisdom like he was the dun- for those of you in the audience that ever watched the dungeon master cartoon i think that's who gary cole's character was yeah so um june and jude are doing the thing where they're confirming this is their reality meanwhile derek has snuck away from the group and he goes upstairs and goes into the closet oh my God. a policeman is like i'm gonna go see if i can find derek and so as he you know gets up to the closet and opens it and derek's not in there and there is a bloody pencil stub and that's the movie <sighs> roll credits so what did you think of this movie I think <laughs> I think if you are passively watching a movie while doing something else, mm-hmm. this wouldn't be the worst thing to have in the background. True. Very true. If you want a movie that everything is actually connected and a part of the same movie, this might not be the choice. <laughs> not it's not the worst it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. You know, like the yeah. acting I thought was good. I'm mm-hmm. glad they didn't write really stereotypical characters. Mm-hmm. You know, the dialogue was good. I thought that the teenagers were believable. Yeah. I liked a lot of the atmospheric, like the camera shots and the color choices and stuff like that. I liked a lot of that. It's just when it came down to these plot devices yes. that I feel like I feel like they're things that someone was really in love with a specific idea of like the passport and didn't want to get rid of it, even though as the rest of the movie developed, it didn't make sense anymore. Right. And I know that happens. I do it too. If I'm writing something and there's some aspect that I really, really love, but it doesn't make sense anymore. And I'm determined to keep it. I work really hard to make it work. I don't just like, well, I'm just not going to get rid of it. You know, like I, but I know the feelings. So that's why I feel like that's maybe is what happened here is there were some things you know, the whole game show idea, you know, I feel like things, someone got really married to these, these ideas and didn't want to get rid of them or change them mm-hmm. drastically or whatever, but they just ultimately didn't work together very well. Right. And then I did the same thing as you, where I was trying to attach all these meanings, you know, I was trying to think like, what are Dante's seven levels of hell? Or is it like yeah! attached to like, <laughs> you know? Yes. And like, and I just read that book, like. A couple of months ago so i was like okay so you know maybe it's 
and maybe Wallace is, you know, the the boat the the boat guy who takes you across the river. The river sticks, yeah. You know, and I was trying so hard, but I don't think it really matches up well enough to be able to No for that to be the thing. No. <laughs> Yeah, I think this movie had a really interesting premise, and the setup I thought was really solid. I was, it, it felt like um, the premise of like a Twilight Zone episode or something to begin with. Um, I I thought the character, the acting was good. I thought it was competently shot and competently edited. Like there, it's it's a well put together, technically technically put together movie. But like where it fails is in the plotting and like. Uh, it it feels like it completely spun out of control yeah. because there was all of these seeds of ideas that were never dealt with. Like what was the blood on the card significant? Nope. Like when we finally get an answer of what the card, the pinup girl card is, it does it. It's a non-answer. And it also doesn't make any sense. Like she wouldn't care that like they left a deck of cards with, Oh, oh yeah, or I forgot all to the mention wives that. would get together and like give a deck of cards not to their own husband, but to like all the other husbands. Yeah. No. And then when he shows it to her in his reality, she's alarmingly just, "Oh yeah, I remember these." Oh, like it's so this long ago. One sweet memory. And, and like, she's not at all freaked weird. out that her son is looking at a pinup picture of her that like kind of feels like they were swingers at one point cuz yeah. they're like handing out, you know. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to like shame anybody who wants to do that, but it just it, for all the build up of that card for it to be nothing was so strange. And like I don't know that there was any logic in what the world the different alternative worlds were there's like some line of dry dialogue dropped about like this is where the bad thoughts become real or yeah. something i was like wait what like i i have no idea what the director is trying to say or what the writers are trying to say with this movie like you could ascribe some weird like really like biblically kind of like they sinned by having sex in the closet and so they went to the hell level i mean like i guess you could do that but i don't really feel like the movie like committed it's a stretch. To yeah it didn't commit to anything and yeah. it like had all of these like loose ends that just never resolve well, i don't and- think it had the, the the movie did not have internal logic yeah and then the very last thing we're left with is completely tearing apart the passport idea because first of all why did Derek have the bloody pencil yeah right because he shouldn't have in that or i guess it had blood on it because jude stabbed himself with it but why i mean did Derek was it like sent by the other Derek from another from another like when he went through did the other Derek put then like use it as like some sort of elevator to send that one back there's no logic to this movie. well that and he didn't have the pass he left the passport i don't know yeah like i mean first of all the whole idea of a passport doesn't work anyway yeah. but then it super doesn't work in the very last shot of the movie it's just further torn apart if it was together at all yeah. in the first place and then for the to have such like a like a really downer ending the idea that like this kid is missing the first thing he says when he walks out of the house is i didn't kill him and they find a bloody pencil clearly uh, jude is about to go to jail for this and i didn't feel like this was the kind of movie that lent itself to such a downer of an ending yeah I have to open my second truly real quick. Just warning you, there's a sound. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. It's yeah, this I the I guess I think I'm salty about it because I actually feel like they squandered like it started strong mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, this is pretty good. This is like one of the like better, more intriguing things we've watched for the show. And then it, like they just squander it. It just fell apart and it spiraled out of control in the end. But yeah. I feel this, like the first half it's solid. It's solid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I am I was intrigued. I wanted to see where it was going. I was, like, thinking about other movies that it reminded me of that I liked. And I was like, okay, let's see where, the, like, it has almost like a Black Mirror vibe to or a Twilight Zone mm-hmm. vibe to it. Um, and, like, a coherence, like, I thought about coherence. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on this. But, like, you have to give me some sort of, like, it doesn't have to be real world logic, but I need the movie to have internal logic. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Or like go all in on the dream, right? Where like where we like take it to a place where it's surreal. But it like it never quite it like straddled the fence so that things didn't make sense, but it never felt like, oh, we're going to like an arty sort of existential place. Like it just yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, like, and it, it's like we've talked about before, because you and I differ in opinion on this, where I'm okay when certain things aren't explained. Like, I'm okay yeah. that we don't know where the demon in Truth or Dare came from. I'm okay with that we don't know why the birds did what they did in the birds. Right. But, and I'm actually, I'm okay with not knowing how the closet came to be. I'm right. almost, like, I... I I'm almost not okay with this, but ultimately I'm okay with Wallace's character never being explained, and he's just some sort of interdimensional guidance figure who's not really like the only reason i'm almost not okay with it is because he doesn't have like a a a goal right he's not actually like actively like i'm gonna help you he's just sort of there and his his choices and his motivations change on a whim like for no reason basically he's just like someone says something he's like all right we'll do that and i'm kind of okay with that because i it gives the idea of some sort of like neutral entity that's just like there. chaotic neutral yeah 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 and i'm i ultimately i'm more okay with it than not okay i do still wish there was a little bit more yeah. to explain his character but ultimately i'm okay with it but it's just it's like the thing with the passport and the the going into different like why did they go to two other realities and not right. back to their original and then you know like and then the whole they made such a big deal about looking at him when he snaps the pencil and puts it in his pocket. They yeah. made such a big deal about showing him bleeding on it and yeah. on the card. And then it just it meant nothing. You know, so there are things yes. that I'm like, no, but those things need to be explained. Well, that's, I don't need- Yeah, that's the thing is like with him, he's a mysterious character. I actually found his performance to be pretty compelling. Like he's pretty scary when he's like tr- trying to chase them down in his car and stuff. Like, he was like one of the stronger parts but mm-hmm. if you're gonna spend a bunch of time doing like exposition dumps about things and then like completely hand wave them away that's where i have a problem yeah. like with the with the like spending the time to like really highlight the importance of that pencil was it just so that it showed up at the end no 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 <laughs> i don't accept it I and refuse. it's like i know he uses it as the murder weapon in one of the realities but that still doesn't justify the amount of like significance we were given to it through the shots it's also a puzzle the movie is set up to be a puzzle like what are the circumstances that allow the closet to work and so that they're able to get back to their reality the movie invites you to try to solve the problem and then there's not really a logical solution to the problem. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you're like, they need to close the door, or you need to have blood on the, the card, or, you, you, like, you had, like, you need to be kissing. Like, you're trying to find the way to make the thing work, and then ultimately, it's just like, oh, set the house on fire? What? Yeah. There's no, the logical leap to those places make no sense. Especially the time when he goes in alone and comes out in the same and he didn't go to a different reality at all. So then you're supposed to think, oh, they have to be together. But then that wasn't even, like, it's. they never had a moment later where they're like, oh, we've got to be together. You know, like, they were just, once they were together, it was like, well, we both need to go back anyway. So, you know, and I've got the passport. And then, like, why do some people have visions? Yeah. And why, like, the other thing is, And why didn't they go? There's a weird setup with the whole thing about that theory at the beginning when he's in the class. And he's like, oh, he's like, I don't know, I guess maybe I heard it from somewhere or something. Like, it feels like they're trying to tell you something. Like, the alternate world version of him knew that information and they're connecting or something. Like, what? I, I feel like, I don't know if this thing just got, like, cut to pieces and there's, like, actually a story here somewhere. But yeah. there's all this setup that just gets dropped. Well, and I even thought the whole experiment that the substitute teacher is presenting was going to, you know, where he's like, we can yeah. all see there are marbles in here. But if we made yes. the walls opaque, what's what's the proof that, you know, whatever. Oh my God, and so I was so like, right. oh, it's going to be something about like seeing things not seen but no it was just an opportunity for Jude to be a smart ass, I guess. I feel like there's a version of this movie in another reality yes i want to like yeah I, this movie was like we somehow got a cut where like the realities from the three different versions of the three different realities just got cut together like and they're like deal with it 
<laughs> yeah, it, it it's a little bit of a mess. It's a shame because there's there's some good stuff here, and I really actually liked some of the performances. And I always like Gary Cole when he shows up and stuff. Oh, I love him. Yeah. Did you see uh, Blockers? Yes. Oh my God, the stuff with him and Blockers so oh my, goddamn yeah. funny. Uh, yeah. All right. So I think it's fair to say we uh, we weren't huge fans. Would you recommend this to anyone? I mean, not really. No. Yeah. I mean, if someone were to come to me and be like, oh, I was thinking of watching Seven in Heaven, I'd be like, oh, okay. Um, You'd be like, I have another movie for you called Coherence. You should yeah. watch that instead, because that movie is dope. Yeah. I think I have to mentally file Seven in Heaven into the same folder as, as uh, oh, what was that Chupacabra movie? Indigenous. Indigenous. Which also <laughs> it had, Indigenous did have some redeeming factors, yeah. but as a whole. Yeah, no. Yeah. rough stuff so yeah i agree i don't know that i would recommend this to anyone like if someone who's really interested in the idea of like alternate universes i might be like can you watch this movie and explain it to me but i don't know that i would necessarily recommend it to anyone unfortunately yeah. i want to i want to like it you know but i do too and i feel bad like because yeah. it's not often that you and i watch a movie where we're both like no i wouldn't <sighs> you know normally we're like well i might but with some caveats you know yeah. but i just i, I think, think if someone no. was like I'm going to watch Seven in Heaven and be like, there are other things yeah. that you could watch. Yeah. Netflix has thousands of titles. Pick anything. <laughs> right. So if you were to watch this again, what drink would you pair with it? So this one's uh, it's not an intelligent match because it's uh, it's not based on theme, but Seven and Sevens for Seven in Heaven. Uh, I think that's a great match. <laughs> I love well, it. Maybe you don't use Seagram Seven. You use a worse whiskey. And maybe <laughs> you like, don't use Seven Up. You use like off-brand like lemon lime mountain drink. Gotcha. And th like that drink's <laughs> called Seven in Hell. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> very, very nice. Golf Thank you. clap. Very Thank you. nice. Awesome. Okay. So uh, we don't have any feedback this week, unfortunately, although I love it. So if you guys want to get in touch with us, please do. We want to hear what you think, especially if you can explain this movie to us because we are baffled. I know. Either we're missing everything or there's nothing to be missed. I mean, usually between the two of us, we can figure something out. <laughs> like, but yeah. I really thought I was like, okay, I'm going to come normally, you know, I come to the table with some half-baked theories and ideas. And either they fill in parts of yours or yeah. you say things where I'm like, oh, okay, you know, but yeah. this one we were both no. equally confused. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at Rachel at zombiegirls.com or you can find us on our Facebook page. We're always kicking around on there or on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter as well. And if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. It'll make it feel it'll make us feel all warm and fuzzy and, yeah. and good and lovely inside. Uh, so I guess that just leaves what we're going to watch for the next episode. It's a me pick. For the next episode, for those of you playing along at home, we're going to be, it's newly on Netflix. It's a movie that I have seriously wanted to see since 2019, 2009 when it came out, but 10 years have gone by and for some reason I never got around to it. Oh, like, you haven't watched it either? No. Oh, nice. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I really wanted, I've also really wanted to see this and I just haven't gotten around to it somehow. I didn't realize it's 10 years old. Yeah. Somehow I was like, oh, it's only been a few years. I'll get around to it. And I know. I didn't know either until I, like, it said, like, the date. I was like, all right, it's been a decade, Rachel. It's time. Let's make this it's, happen. It's even, it's on my list, and I just haven't gotten to it. Well, it's cutting in line. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing Which is it. funny, because uh, Seven in Heaven was also my, on my list, but I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'll just watch it out of order. And then when I went to, you know... As I always mention, my cycle, my rotation yes. through all of my streaming stuff and my movies and things. And it was yesterday when I was like, oh, I need to remember to watch um, Seven in Heaven again. And I went to go see what my next rotation movie was, which was actually going to be a Netflix movie. And Seven in Heaven was the next one oh, on my wow. list. So <laughs> it was supposed to be the next one I was going to watch yesterday anyway okay so it was funny how it worked out that way well hopefully the box will be a more satisfying skipping in line situation I well i love james marston oh my so. god i know i'm excited i really wanted to see this for a while and i just don't know why i haven't same same i guess that is about it unless there's anything else any random stories you've been saving you want to share with us before we wrap it up 
No, I shared them. I even I even shared the freckle thing, which I was going to keep to myself because <laughs> I was like, and uh, I think I dreamed that Cheddar died three weeks before he died. That thing, is that was glitch in the matrix. That's the only friend. thing I think of is that somehow I dreamed it because it's happened before where I dream things that happen not frequently. It's not like every night I wake up and I'm like, okay. I know when the next you hurricane. You need to will monetize be. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In that case, take us out. Thanks for coming back. Watch The Box and uh, tune back in. We'll talk about it. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Speaking Uh, of aliens, I was sitting here before... Well, you were doing your notes, and I looked down at my thigh, and I saw these two... I have a lot of freckles like on my body that are in like diamonds and triangles and straight what? lines and i have um, i have the little dipper on my left bicep what so sometimes i just look at my freckles and i'm like and sometimes i notice new ones or if i spent some time in the sun a new one will get darker that i didn't notice before but i found two freckles on the inside of my left leg one just below my knee and one in a straight line further down about the about the span of my hand right if it's like index finger to palm it's about that far away so i was looking at those and i was like oh i never noticed those ones before and then i look over at my right leg and in the same exact position the same exact distance apart are the same freckles so and i every time i find weird freckle things i immediately go to aliens i don't know why i know it's supposed to be like injection marks but like freckles for some reason i'm always like maybe they disguise the injection mark as a freckle because these match up Hey, I have an alien question for you. Have you ever had a situation, do they ever talk about, like, mysterious freckles being signs of alien shenanigans? He said Oh, yes. God, he said it so casually. <laughs> I know. Ooh. He said use a stud finder to find out if there's any metal tracking devices <gasps> in your leg. Oh, my God. What it, it's one of those things where it's like, don't ask the questions you don't want to know the answers to. <laughs> you right. know, like, maybe I'm just okay with them tracking me. I don't do that much anyway. <laughs> <laughs>